0: Hey, we're Todd and Kristen.
1: Join us as we learn to become fearless in love.
0: Well, hello. Welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast. We are glad that you have joined us and we are just sitting here. We have had an interesting conversation leading up to this. The last few weeks, we've talked about the rethinking the power of lust. And then last week, we had a conversation about desire and talked about the C.S. Lewis book the great divorce where he talks about when lust has been killed there will be a richness and energy of desire which will rise up in us. And we talked a little bit about that last week and we talked about that kind of desire might look like and you know honestly as we had that conversation last week we really had we had a long way to go I think in terms of understanding of that mm-hmm. and we still we still do but I know I asked Kristen earlier just when you think about that idea of when lust is killed, there's this energy and richness of desire that is going to rise up. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel?
1: Mm-hmm. And what did you say? I don't remember exactly what I said. <laughs> I'll just make I'll something up now. <laughs> no, I it'll, it'll, I mean, I, I know you asked me last week as well. What is desire and or what what do you think of that's what you said mm-hmm. what do you think of when i say the word desire and i said well i think of sexual desire like that seems to be the first thing that comes to my mind mm-hmm. and so in light of that i think that's why when i first heard about the richness and energy of desire that would rise up in a man when lust is killed i mean i know it has to be so good because lust is killed so hallelujah like praise the lord that's what you know we all want but i must confess as I was honest with you, in that I did feel like, ooh, that sounds like a very powerful desire that I felt like, oh, what does that mean for me? I mean, it sounded kind of intimidating. Is that just going to be too much? Am I going to respond in a way that's going to be life-giving to you? Is that Am I going to respond in an appropriate way? It felt a little intimidating, honestly. So that's where I've been with the idea of that knowing it has to be good, but at the same time, wondering how do I manage that? What does that look like? Well, as we have talked more and more about desire and, you know, you asked me last week as well, what are the desires of your heart? And I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but basically I know the desires of my heart, the deepest desires of my heart, my longings, the deep longings that have been placed there in the deepest places are, you know, the first one that comes to mind is to truly be completely loved for who I am in the fullness of, of being known, being loved and feeling safe, feeling fully alive, experiencing great joy and knowing that I'm intimate with, with those around me. I have an intimate relationship with, with God, with my husband, with my friends, you know, those kinds of, those are like my deep, deep desires, some of them. And as We look at those deep, deep desires. I mean, those I really can see as I ponder that, like those desires are ones that have been knit in me from the beginning so that they could be fulfilled in... You can give me the church answer. What's the church answer? Fulfilled in who?
0: In Jesus.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. But truly, truly, they can be fulfilled in Jesus and only in Jesus, only fully in Jesus. So as we've talked about that, it's like okay, I think we know that's true. But is it who is God? How does he love us? How do we go about getting that desire, those deep desires fulfilled in him? But what are your thoughts when I say that?
0: Yeah, I think that is that's true. I don't know, I think our relationship with desire can be an interesting relationship. I think you know there's a there's a side of it where I think we all desire to be desired. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have that longing mm, to sure. be desired, to be you know, to be wanted. I think that's something that mm-hmm. probably everyone you know has that. Absolutely. But then, kind of the flip side of that, I think there's often a, a fear associated with desiring. Mm-hmm. So. We want to be desired, but then there's a fear that is Mm -hmm. there when it comes to desire, Mm -hmm. desiring someone Mm -hmm. else. And I think it's interesting, you know, and I think I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I think they're, Mm -hmm. yeah, I feel Mm -hmm. like that's present
1: Mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. And we, as we talked about that too, I feel like, I feel like the reason we have a fear of desiring and how we try to shy, shy away from that oftentimes is because we, we are fearful that it's not going to be reciprocated. Someone might not want to receive that and give that back to us. And I agree. I think that is, I think that keeps us in, in a place of not even risking relationship in a way that does show a desire, a desire to be loved by somebody, mm-hmm. a desire to be desired sexually. Yes. Mm-hmm and and just be desire like to know my heart, to care about me, to you know all those things that we so desire, and sometimes we're afraid to even give that opportunity because we might be rejected, we might not be received in that mm-hmm. place, So I think that's where that I feel like that's where that fear comes from, yeah, you know, there is one place that we will never be rejected, that we will never not be met with the truth of, I see you and I love you and I know you. Now, do we always believe that or understand that? Absolutely not. But that would be a prayer that I have for myself, for you, for everyone who's listening, is that we can be in Jesus in such a deep way, abide in him in such a deep way, that we truly can experience his love. I mean, I'm reminded of Ephesians 3, verse 19, verse 19 that Paul is praying for our spiritual growth. And he says, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. So God's love is, it's too great for us to understand fully. So is it enough? I mean, is it's this love that's like, I want to be loved like that. There is someone who loves us so much that we can't even begin to understand it. But we have to be able to experience that for ourselves. And the way that we do, I believe, is truly just allowing those truths to wash over us and seeking the Lord and saying, Lord, how do you see me? Who am I? You know, And, and reading his word, knowing this is his pursuit of us, of our hearts.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true, and I think that can be hard to to accept. That it takes a a, a lot of faith and and a lot of uh, spending time with the Lord to develop that kind of relationship that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It can feel like just like our own relationship dynamics. We can fear desiring Mm -hmm. because we're afraid it's not going to be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And I think that same thing can Mm -hmm. very much be true of our relationship with God because, you know, we feel like, Oh man, I've messed up so many times or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, that, that makes us feel separated from him. And so we can, we can kind of have that focus and think, uh, there's no way that that can really be true Mm -hmm. that he has that kind of desire for me because we know ourselves and it can feel that. So that same kind of fear is very much Mm -hmm. often present Mm -hmm. uh, in our relationship with him as well. But I think that probably comes from a lack of faith and true understanding of his love for us. Like when we can grasp that and understand that, that that is a love that is, it is unrelenting. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a love that is, uh always there mm-hmm. you know his desire for us is always present mm-hmm.
1: right and i was thinking you know i think if people would think about you know what are the deepest longings of my heart and then search the scriptures for stories especially you know in the new testament as jesus is, shows us who god is in his heart and looking at those stories of the new testament where jesus is showing i mean he shows so beautifully his unconditional <laughs> powerful love i mean so much so that he would literally give his life and die on the cross for us it's incredibly powerful and and you know we've been just really searching song of solomon too and so as we look at that and think about the bridegroom the young man being a picture of jesus i mean his love is it's like you talked about last week it's it's a love it's constant and it is one of just overwhelming love for, for the woman, for the young woman, for the bride. And I think we just have to open our minds to the scriptures and really look for the examples of, of who he really is. And look, not this idea of just who we think God is from what we hear in the world, but truly Lord, who are you? Ask him, who are you? What is your character? Show me who you are. Show me, is this true that you love me with this passionate love? We also were thinking about this, um, the song Pieces written by Amanda Cook. And just the first couple verses, unreserved, unrestrained, your love. So this is the love of God. This is the love of Jesus. Your love is wild. Your love is wild for me. It isn't shy. It's unashamed. Your love is proud to be seen with me. See, you don't give your heart in pieces. You don't hide yourself to tease us uncontrolled, uncontained. Your love is a fire burning bright for me. It's not just a spark. It's not just a flame. Your love is a light that all the world will see. You don't give your heart in pieces. And I just think asking the Lord, is this true? Do you love me this passionately? And then searching the scriptures and just asking him to show to show us through his word. And Christopher West says, it, it basically is a story of how God wants to marry us. At the end of the Bible, it is like the bridegroom and the bride, the bridegroom being Jesus, the bride, it is us coming together in a marriage feast, a marriage celebration. And so we, I mean, he is, he is passionate for his bride throughout the entire Bible He's a jealous God. He doesn't want us to have any other gods before him. So his desire for us is beyond what we could ever dream or imagine. And our deepest longings of our soul, of our of who we are, can be met in him. And that's only something we can experience. Like I know I just have tasted it in small pieces, and I know there's so much more, which is so exciting because what I've tasted is like, oh, it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> there, It does not get any better than this. And so... I think that's the first place that we all need to start because that's where the truth is. I mean, the enemy has tried to give us an idea that this is, you know, this is not true. God's holding out on you. He's angry with you, all of uh, so many lies, but the truth is what the Bible tells us. And so I think it's just really important to understand that first and foremost, and then we can go from there. I've been talking a lot. So do you want to say anything before I...
0: No, no, I, I think that's, that's great. And I, what I'm thinking is, okay, so that I believe all of what you have just said, but how does that relate to you and me? How does that relate to right. our desire for each other? How does right. that relate to our relationship?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so. that's the next part of it then. I think understanding it, I mean, if we, can start there, each one of us individually with that love relationship with the Lord. As we've talked about in prior weeks, Ephesians 5, 31 and 32 says, a man leaves his father and mother and holds fast to his wife, and the two become one flesh. This is a mystery, but it's a picture of Christ in the church. And so the husband-wife relationship, as we've talked about, is, is designed to be a picture of of our relationship with Jesus, of Christ and the church, and so that tells me that God believes in marriage so much that we can actually have a relationship that can display to the world what our relationship is with Him, and that's a huge responsibility, and that's a huge, uh, that's a huge picture. But truly, I believe if we seek. This intimate relationship with the Lord, and we look at Ephesians five for example, and understand that you know it says that husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, and wives respect and submit to your husbands, and that just that relationship of of pursuit and of um, response, there's an intimacy there that is unbreakable and incredibly powerful that is truly meant to display our unbreakable and incredibly powerful relationship with Jesus. So I think if we can receive his love and then give that to our spouse, kind of the overflow of once we've received his love, if if we know the power of his love and we know the power of our relationship as a husband and wife and can just bring that to a place where we are loving each other in the way that he loves us. I mean, that's going to be incredibly powerful to display to the world. And so I know that's still really big picture, not super practical, but I I mean, it all comes down to just loving each other in that place of, of commitment and safety and celebration. It's, it's not a, it's not a stern, you know, it's not a, I'm going to follow the book and just love like I just have to love. I'm just going to love, but it's a unrestrained, powerful, passionate love that's full of life and energy, richness, energy, desire that is meant to display his powerful, passionate love for us. So it's like, if anyone thinks that would be boring, they're wrong. (laughs) I know we've only tasted just a little bit. There's so much more, but I mean, there's nothing more glorious than that kind of relationship. There's nothing more life giving. There's nothing more exciting. Just like our relationship with Jesus, when we start to experience that.
0: So if we go back to Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. and you know, you you talked about that, and you, t- you you kind of focused on the the man, mm-hmm. and you focused on kind of how much how he was loving the bride, how he was just you know so consistent, and how he was you know, just so passionate for her mm-hmm. and, but wh- like, wh- mm-hmm. what do you see on the, the flip side mm-hmm. of that, you know, in terms of like how, what her response was, her right. desire, right. like what that stirred up in her.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. So, you know, you just see very clearly, well, right at the very beginning of Song of Solomon, kiss me and kiss me again for your love is sweeter than wine, I believe. And so right there, you can see she has experienced his love. And, you know, as you read on, you see that just like we talked about, you can see just the, the honor and the just delighting in her really. And so she's saying, kiss me and kiss me again. So she is just like, I, like, I, I want to receive all this love that you, that you are pouring onto me. Like I am open to receive it. Not only that, but I'm desiring it. I want, I want that kind of intimacy with you. And she's she's welcoming the sexual love. You can see that in there. She's welcoming the sexual love. She's welcoming his, his words. She's receiving them and she's celebrating them and she's celebrating their relationship. And it's just really, there's just so much passion and so much excitement and so much celebration. And so, yes, that is something where I feel like, you know, one of the tactics of the enemy, one of his biggest tactics is that, Women just think, oh no, my husband wants to be intimate with me or, but to be able to receive that love and, and see that this is so good and be able to delight in it and experience the goodness of it for ourselves as women and for men to be able to, you know, know they are desired and they're, and it's, it's just, this is so beautiful. It's like a mutual desire for one another and just an exciting yeah, place to be, and so I think that's a huge thing that us as women need to open our minds to, and just give ourselves permission to receive the the pursuit and desire of of our husbands.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not only to I think not only to be open to receiving the pursuit, but mm-hmm. also to be open to just to desiring you know because mm-hmm. she was i mean she was desire in that mm-hmm. you know in that poem she's mm-hmm. she has that desire and she's she's saying where it, you know she's she's seeking him out mm-hmm. she is you know she is desiring it's not she's not just sitting and waiting right you know for that she i mean because of she's the love she's it. experienced she's because of it. yeah she's inviting it she's 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 seeking that out, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think that's, you know, I think that Mm -hmm. is an important thing. Mm -hmm. I think we just feel like, can we kind of put things in these little, Mm -hmm. these little boxes again, where Mm -hmm. I just think that's, that's not like, when we think about our relationship with Jesus, you know, when, if, if our relationship with him is solely one of just kind of waiting for him to pursue us, and then, you know, responding to that, there's not a fullness in that relationship, mm-hmm. but when, but when we, as a result of experiencing, you know, his love, mm-hmm. it brings up in us a desire mm-hmm. to want to mm-hmm. pursue that relationship mm-hmm. more, like mm-hmm. to, to, to mm-hmm. want to spend time because, because it's a, it's when we experience that we want to you know, we want more and it's not yes. a passive thing. It's not right. a, it's not right. a, I'm going to wait until I hear, you know, it's like, no, now it's become, and I think the more we experience his love, mm-hmm. the more we have a desire for more of absolutely. that. And and we become seeking, you know, seeking that out. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true in our relationship with one another yes. on all sides of that relationship.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, the principle, the more, the more <laughs> is absolutely true. And yeah, so I think that's, yeah, thank you. I agree completely. It's so good. Song of Solomon's very, read it, everybody, read it. It's very, (laughs) um, yeah, eye-opening. It's really powerful. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it really
0: is. And so I think we're just gonna, I think we're gonna wrap this now. And uh, thanks for joining us. And we are, you know, we are grateful for you. And uh, I think I said last week that we were gonna (laughs) probably lead into a discussion about masculine and feminine. And we took a little detour and just had a little deeper conversation today around the desire. And so next week we will be diving mm. into that. So Can't come wait. back, join us. We, I uh, think it's going to be a really good conversation. So, mm. yeah. So until next time.
1: Together, let's learn to love fearlessly.